This is Tom Fox, and I would like to welcome you greetings and felicitations. In this podcast series, I'm going to be visiting with thought leaders, entrepreneurs, historians, and a wide variety of other people on topics that are outside the area of compliance, but are of great interest to myself and to listeners to the Compliance Podcast Network. In this series, I thought I would have some fun by looking at compliance as seen through the lens of Winnie the Pooh and the characters who live in the Hundred Acre Woods. Winnie the Pooh, Eeyore, Tigger, Kanga and Roo, and Piglet. Winnie the Pooh, also called Pooh Bear or Pooh, was created by the English author A.A. Milne, who first appeared in a collection of stories about him and his friends in the book Winnie the Pooh in 1926, and this was followed by The House at Pooh Corner in 1928. Milne also included a poem about the bear in the children's verse book when we were very young, and many more in Now We Are Six. All volumes were illustrated by E.H. Shepard, and the illustrations alone are worth the price of admissions. Many Americans were introduced to Pooh through the Walt Disney features Winnie the Pooh and the Honey Tree, released in 1966, Winnie the Pooh and the Blustery Day, released in 1968, and Winnie the Pooh and Tigger 2, which was released in 1974. Today we look at Kanga, Roo, and the Corporate Ombudsman. Kanga, of course, is a kangaroo and the doting mother of Roo. They live in a house near the Sandy Pit in the northwestern part of the Hundred Acre Wood. Kanga is the only female character to appear in these books. Kanga is kind-hearted, calm, patient, sensible, and down-to-earth. She likes to keep things clean and organized and offers motherly advice and food to anyone who asks her. She is protective over Rue and treats him with kind words and gentle discipline. She also has a sense of humor, as revealed in Chapter 7, when Winnie the Pooh, or rather from the house at Pooh Corner, when Rabbit connives to kidnap Rue, leaving Piglet in his place. Kanga pretends not to notice that Piglet is not Rue and proceeds to give him Rue's usual bath, much to Piglet's dismay. Rue is Kanga's cheerful, playful, and very energetic son who moved to the Hundred Acre Wood with her. His best friends are Tigger and a young heffalump named Lumpy who loves to play with him. Rue is the youngest of the main characters. When Kanga and Rue first come to the Hundred Acre Wood, everyone thinks Kanga is a fierce animal, but discover this to be untrue and become best friends with her. In the books, when Tigger comes to the forest, she welcomes him into her home and attempts to find food he likes and allows him to live with her and Rue. After this, Kanga treats him in much the same way as she does with her own son. Kanga and Rue seem to me to be a great way to discuss the use of corporate ombudsman in compliance to help facilitate compliance. The role of the corporate ombudsman exists for one reason— to serve both the company and the employees. Ombudsman can step in to help employees by providing an individual employee uh, ha- with confidential conversations about whether someone is taking a bribe, uh, violating some HR policy, 
uh, utilizing or rather abusing drugs or alcohol, sexual harassment, a personal conflict, or other issue. Some employees see uh, this as an agent of the company who's there to protect the company rather than the company's interest, but I think that is a short-sighted observation. But more importantly, why not consider the corporate ombudsman from the compliance perspective? I think the use of an ombudsman can help a company in a myriad of ways. Obviously, it provides a reporting channel for a company to learn of issues and systemic problems not raised through other channels. This allows problems to be most often resolved effectively and confidentially. An ombudsman's office can help avoid a single lawsuit or whistleblower tip to the Securities and Exchange Commission, and this alone can be worth its weight in gold. The process is also one of trust creation, which has become increasingly important in the corporate world, particularly post-pandemic and now with the economic downturn. The process begins when an employee calls the office. The ombudsman describes how the program works with the emphasis on confidentiality. If the employee is comfortable, then they can discuss potential responses to the problem. At times, an employee just wants information whether an action, for instance, is against company policy. An ombudsman can only move with the employee's permission. It may be the discussion simply turns on options and potential consequences. Moreover, simply because an ombudsman is neutral, favoring neither an employee or the company, this does not mean the ombudsman sits on their collective hands doing nothing. An ombudsman may seek guidance on an issue, and the process can be creative. It can, uh, an ombudsman can help an employee draft an anonymous letter or other communication to um, the compliance function or other corporate function. Uh, it can arrange for a concern to be published in a company newsletter or other online publication. I started this podcast with some thoughts about Kanga and her son, Rue. She is the most trusted soul in the Hundred Acre Woods. I think Kanga would be an ideal ombudsman and an example that the success of the ombudsman program depends largely on getting the right person or persons for the role. A good ombudsman is a superb listener who knows how to establish trust in people at all levels. They need to have the skills at thinking through solutions to problems. Kanga certainly has such skills. I think a great example of this is the arrival of Tigger in the Hundred Acre Woods, which we talked about in episode one. While Tigger claims to like everything to eat for breakfast, it is quickly proven that he does not like honey, acorns, thistles, or most of the contents of Kanga's kitchen. However, he discovers what he, Tigger, really likes best is an extract of malt which Kanga has on hand because she gives it to Rue as a strengthening medicine. This brings up a key trait of, or rather another key trait of an ombudsman. A person must have the respect of senior executives and be comfortable taking issues to a chief compliance officer or perhaps even CCO or board when necessary. Understanding the corporate culture and who has influence is also important which is why many capable people in this role are promoted from inside the company. An ombudsman can serve as a knowledgeable sounding board for people experiencing difficulties at work, a supplement to other channels for reaching 
the compliance function or other senior executives. And it's a unique resource for expanding compliance insights into a company's work life and culture. Certainly the same can be said for Kanga in the Hundred Acre Woods. I hope you will join me tomorrow when I consider Eeyore and the role of corporate legal in compliance. I hope you've enjoyed this first episode in a five-part series where I explore some compliance topics as explained by Winnie the Pooh and some of his friends from the Hundred Acre Woods. I hope you will join me again tomorrow as I continue my exploration of these characters and issues. This series is a special production of the Compliance Podcast Network.